Listen, Dad, are mobile suits more important to you than human beings? <sighs> it almost looks like this mobile suit is shaking in terror. It's a mobile suit! Amaro, is that you inside that mobile suit? Let's just see. Let's test the reaction time of your brand new mobile suit. You alone are responsible for the mobile suit now. Is that understood? These are the days when you wish your bed was already made. It's just another mobile suit. Monday. Wish it was Sunday. That's Matt. Tomorrow Ray. I don't have to run It's just another mobile suit. Monday. Amaro Ray Mobile suit In war, to keep the upper hand, you have to think two or three moves ahead of the enemy Hey guys, welcome back to another mobile-rific, pajama-tastic episode of Fanholes Mobile Suit Mondays. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Derek, Derek WC. I'm going to be one of your white base crew tonight, but I am not alone. I'm here with my fellow crew members. Why don't you guys give a shout out and let everybody know who's here tonight? Hey, it's Mike, and I'm throwing a rock at you. And this is Justin. Yeah, so this is this is kind of a special episode because this is episode 15, and it's not Sailor's Agony. This is episode 15 in our chronological coverage of the original Mobile Suit Gundam. And this is Kura Kura Cruise, Doan's Island, a.k.a. the lost episode of the original Mobile Suit Gundam. And the reason why it's the quote-unquote lost episode is because its Japanese air date was July 14th, 1979, and there is... No English air date. This did not get released. I've got some, some background on that, but basically the episode is notorious from being absent from English language versions of Mobile Suit Gundam. Apparently there was a What is Gundam, some kind of panel at the Anime Expo in New York in 2002, and Tamino was asked, why is episode 15 removed from the U.S. DVD release? And apparently Tamino answered that he asked for it to be skipped, but he didn't really disclose the reasons. But I did find a more recent clickbaity article where he spoke at the December 2021 or spoke about it in the December 2021 issue of Monthly Gundam Ace, or maybe it wasn't even Tamino, I guess, but but I think somebody who was involved with it said, at the time, the Doan story was treated as if it was a stepchild and was completely outsourced to an outside studio, animation direction included. When the raw footage came back, I thought, oh, I'm not sure about this. But I had always felt bothered by the story. I think it can still be a good story if it's made properly. So this is this episode is kind of infamous, but I, I feel like it's necessary to include it in our chronological coverage. And we'll just kind of get into it. I mean, the, the intro is kind of different, actually, because, I mean, it, it does set up the show and it talks about the one-year war, but... This one is more, I mean, it's focused a little bit on the zombies, but really it's only gear and zombie. And it mainly focuses on the principality of Xeon, Side 7, Luna 2, and the now destroyed space colonies that are within the radius of the Earth and the Moon. So what it's trying to get at basically is along with Side 7, Side 6 is the only space colony that's close to the Moon to survive all the destruction that's been going on since the One Year War started. But meanwhile, Side 3, a.k.a. the Principality of Xeon, is the colony that is the furthest away from Earth. So if you look at their little sort of diagram of the Earth and the Moon and most of the colonies that are within that sort of, you know, I guess circle, you know, Side 7 is way the fuck outside of that circle. And we get a title card that says, Kura Kura Cruise Doan's Island. And we open up on Amuro, and he's docking the core fighter with Gundam modules in an effort to practice shaving off precious seconds in the process. Ryu and Job John pilot the gun parry with the Gundam modules, 
while Omar reports to Bright on Amaro's speed. Frau Bo intercepts an automated SOS from the Air Force, and Bright orders Amaro to check out the SOS in the core fighter. Ryu is uncomfortable that without the core fighter, the remaining Gundam modules look like they're about to give fellatio or something. So it's all bent over, and he's like, why does it have to be begging like a dog? Um, what? <laughs> yeah. That that's 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 what I that's how I took it, so, but I don't I don't know so so talk talk about stuff so far like like did, did you did you guys know about this episode to begin with did it become like news to you at some point like as far as you know our our introduction and my my commentary you can feel free to talk about that and say what some more. I feel like I read about this on maybe Toon Zone like way back in the day, but I don't think I've ever seen this until now. Like I've seen some screen captures and okay. stuff, but never okay. the full episode. What about you, Mike? Um, I I don't really remember exactly. Like I I know I didn't see it the first time watching the series, like probably on Toonami or whatever. But, like, I, I remember coming across it, like, on the internet, where it's like, oh, there's a Lost episode. And I think that there was some, like, YouTube video with some, like, you know, some scenes from it. But I never watched the full thing entirely until, like, this week when, you know, we were, you know, tracking it down. I noticed someone had uploaded it to YouTube. And, like, they, yeah, this is pretty much the first time I've watched it. Oh, okay. I mean, I've, I've seen this before. I, I was trying to explain to you guys that if you couldn't find it... I have a, you know, I had a copy of it and it was, you know, the, the, the video quality was, you know, so, so it was like, you know, probably, you know, 720p or something, you know, something less than that. Maybe, maybe it was like 340 or 240 or, you know, something like, you know, that you could have downloaded, you know, back in the day or whatever on dial up and it would take you, you know, 15 hours or something, but, you know, it would take you like two seconds today or whatever. I... Probably, I, I, I feel like, you know, I, I always point to that one Annie America magazine where they had, like, the Gundam Bible, and it would tell you, like, how many episodes were in the series and and that kind of thing. And I, I think that might have been the first time I knew about it, because I think that magazine, I can go back to it, and I feel like that sort of, I don't know, it's like the underbase of Gundam knowledge for me, you know, like I, I read that magazine like over and over and over again. And it was just like, there were so many series that hadn't come out yet, but they had details about, you know, turn a and all this stuff I had never seen before. And so I, I think in that I probably realized, well, wait a minute, there's 42 episodes, but in here there's 43 episodes, you know, like there's something missing. And then I think, like, I, I seem to remember people saying, oh, you, you should, you know, because they wanted you to buy, like, the Hong Kong bootleg asswipe fan sub version of Gundam. You know, it's like, oh, you can get that extra episode that you're missing or whatever, like, that kind of thing. So I, I, I seem to remember that's when I first came across it or whatever. Is there anything that, like, I, I mean, I mean, I guess this episode's infamous because of how it's sort of discarded from the series proper and, and more so than, you know, I don't know, you know, sweeping some things under the rug for a compilation movie. Like they just didn't even let this get distributed, you know, overseas. I think there's some notation about this did air in Italy at some point, but then subsequent releases pulled it as well. And I, I mean, I guess, it's weird. Like I can see where people are coming from. Like I, you know, you can tell it's done by a different studio. Things look a little off. Uh, you know, character models aren't quite as on model as they should be. And I guess, like this, I was gonna it, it, like. It, it, it's kind of like the what, like the Acom version of, of it, Gundam or something. I, I was telling you, like when we talked last night, like like something that just feels off about this mm -hmm. episode. Mm -hmm. It's it's like not not just the animation's a little cruddier, but it just feels like I don't know how to describe it. Like tonally wrong, almost. Even though it deals with like you know subject matter that Gundam would deal with, like it just feels like. 
I don't know, like Amaro feels a little off kind of to me. Yeah, like maybe yeah. like it feels like a, an episode of another show almost. Yeah, well, I mean, I, 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 I'm kind of, I kind of want to fight that stereotype because it's like, okay, fine. So the animation looks a little weird and the character models are a little off and even the story's a little off. I think I think I have a more of a problem with it thematically and where this fits, given what we've seen before and what the next arc is. So I guess maybe I'm agreeing with you, but but I don't. I, there, there's something about it too where I'm kind of like, I, it, it surprises me too that like, I mean it's not not Gundam, you know what I mean? Like like I I, I don't know how to explain that. It's like it's like it, it just seems like kind of like a like a, a a Cliff Notes version of of the arc we're about to get into. You know what I mean? Like 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 and 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 that in and of itself makes it kind of an odd duck. Like I can understand why they removed it for thematic reasons more than I can understand why they would have removed it because of, I don't know, the, 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 the Gundam has a slim face or the Zaku looks funky or, you know what I mean? Like that, that kind of thing, I guess. But like, what do you guys, I mean, like, do you think that animation like does it does it really really stand out or or is it just every once in a while something stands out or do you feel like it's the entire thing for me it's just every once in a while like there's certain shots like uh, maybe like the zaku in action and it just feels really janky but i mm-hmm. feel, i don't know i feel like there's like janky shots we've seen in previous episodes mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. some of them are even a little worse so i don't i don't know it doesn't seem like that bad to me i i kind of feel like just because it was this thing on the internet you know like that it it, somehow this got elevated to like star wars holiday special level of bad (laughs) and i'm just kind of like it's not that bad yeah you know what i mean like like don't don't, i'm like don't go fucking crazy man (laughs) like this isn't you know like okay yeah it's i mean if i'm gonna compare it to anything i'd be like okay it's like it's like uh, the immobilizer or something. It's it's not like the worst thing ever, but it's got some pretty <laughs> shitty animation, right? But you you know who Wheeljack is, you know who Prime is. Like it's not like it's not like you look at it and go, who the fuck is this? Like I mean, you kind of know who all the characters are, even if I I, I kind of feel like it, it's funny to me. I don't know if you guys noticed this or not, but it, is it me? Like I feel like Frau Bo of all the characters is the most off model. Like, did anybody else feel that way? She did look a little different, yeah. Like, like I, I don't know what it is. Like, I, I didn't compare or anything, but I feel like, like it's like her freckles were gone, and she, she lost some weight, and like <laughs> she didn't have her Fred scarf or something. I don't know. Like there, there were things about her, like, like, like you're saying about the episode in general, something that just felt like just a little off, you know. And 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 I felt like I she. Will... She got the brunt of that. No, no, like when I said, like, it felt like an episode of another show, it almost felt like, especially like Amaro, like some in some scenes, it looked like he was like, I don't know, like a character like that, like from a like Gona guy show or something okay. or like, mm. like, yeah, like, I don't know. Well, like, I mean, I mean, they from... do they do say this. This clearly went to a completely different studio. So 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 maybe maybe there's something to that, you know? Yeah, like I, I don't know, like, a, like he looked like a character out of like Devil Man or or something like that. But like, I just the way like they drew his eyes and, yeah, I, I don't know. And just like I said, tonally for some reason it just felt kind of odd to me. Like it just like it it didn't fit the structure, I guess, of a Gundam episode to me. Like like they. I mean, I, I think I think that's true. I, I I feel like it's like the McDonald's Express version of a Gundam episode, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think I think they hit some of the right real robot beats, but it 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 happens too fast, and it's a done in one resolve, quote unquote resolve, you know, within the twenty two minutes, and and that ironically doesn't typically happen in a series like this. Yeah, you look I mean the very fact that they could remove this episode and you don't miss a thing from the plot yeah, is like yeah. yeah. That that sort of proves the point, right? Yeah. Do you uh, th- this is just a note I had and it's it's kind of like an open-ended statement and and maybe it's a question, but like I was thinking about because I mean it makes sense, right? Like they they they've done the 
the midair, you know, core fighter, you know, Gundam module hookup thing before. We've seen them do that before. And we've discussed how it, you know, is is mostly to sell probably toys and model kits and all that stuff. That the, the kind of stuff that maybe Tomino had to include but wasn't you know i don't know it, it sounds like that was never his priority or he wasn't super concerned about it but to to please the sponsors and all that other stuff that that was the kind of stuff that you know gundam javelin you know all that all that kind of flim flammery that that gets associated with the, the gundam. g armor mm -hmm. and you know we we've got a repeat of that in the opening and to me it makes sense that they would train to make that process as quick as possible. But then I guess I kind of think like, is this something else that was annoying to Tamino? I mean, like, like beyond the, the, you know, the quality of the, or, like, or the like, tonal fit of the episode. Like, you know? like, and like you said, it's like, it, like, is it really going to sell your toy? If you like, Oh, Gundam go to like birthday mode or whatever. Like, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. Get it, get on all fours and mode. park like a bitch mode or whatever it was doing yeah i mean it could have been worse the could the gundam could have been horribly damaged and rebuilt as a giant alligator <laughs> <laughs> all in the span of an episode yeah, and the, the, they'll they'll take the gundam with the beam rifle arm and put it on top of a skyscraper <laughs> so amuro lands at point 305 which is an island where he finds a crashed Federation jet and two pilots alive, but tied up inside the cockpit. Amuro reports into Whiteface, and Bright wants to know what happened while putting the crew on high alert for any potential enemies in the area. Amuro tries to bandage the pilots, but they're too injured to tell him much of anything. All of a sudden, rocks are being hurled at Amuro, and the pilots from an undisclosed location. Amuro pulls his sidearm and fires in the general direction of the attack. He ultimately finds a discarded slingshot left behind after investigating the scene. Next thing you know, wooden torches are being hurled at Amuro like he's Frankenstein, and he is surprised to find a trio of children are his attackers. Amuro, not wanting to shoot down children, retreats, and as the children pursue a loud voice from within a Zaku, tells the children to stop throwing rocks at Amuro. So, for me, there's a lot to unpack here, but I'll just start with the big, giant elephant in the room, which I think maybe goes to Tomino's point of why he wanted something like this excised, is, I, I guess, uh, I mean, according to most synopses I read, and I didn't include this in mine, Apparently those pilots are dead. That's what I was gonna ask, cause like, when like, okay, it seems like the first one either dies or passes out. Amuro is like trying to get the other one to the core fighter, and then when he gets into the core fighter, like they both disappear and you never see him again the rest of the episode. Yeah, so, and 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 so I guess most people make the assumption that both of those pilots are dead, and I. <laughs> But then what happened to the bodies? Because you'd think at the end of the episode, like, Ryu would have seen the bodies laying on mm -hmm. the beach. Did, like, mm -hmm. did someone bury them? Did they put them in a cave with the waterfall? Or like, I mean, I, I guess that, that goes to the point that this is not not yeah. necessarily the best episode, right? And, 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 and then on top of that, I guess, you know, thematically, it, it's fine to have your all quiet on the Western Front moments. But it's kind of like, d does that mean those three kids tied up those pilots and killed them? That's what I was wondering, too, because, like, dude, you know, I'm skipping ahead here, but dude saves Amuro, puts him in a cabin so he can recuperate. Mm -hmm. Well, why wouldn't he do the same thing for these two guys? Yeah, what what's the difference between, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, is it that Amuro reminds him of somebody he knew or Amuro's younger than those Federation guys? Or, or maybe those Federation guys threatened to like kill the children or some such i don't know you know i mean we we've in later shows have seen some some nasty federation officers so so but i mean again all supposition all speculation like we for all we you know like you're saying for all you know you know it could be what you're saying they're they're all like you know 
all the good Federation officers we've seen, and they just get tied up, dehydrated, bruised, bandaged, and die, right? Like, I mean, that's basically what happens. So I think that's, I mean, you think something like that would be played up, but it's, it, it's I guess, you know, the way you guys talk about it, it's almost like, you know, they just never get spoken of ever again. So it's like, it's almost like, what was the point, right? Like, like, why were they there, you know, to, to lure White Base in? But you could have had an empty, you know, rocket yeah. that was sending out a, or a plane or whatever that was sending out an SOS, like, to, to lure them to the island. So it's like, why, you know, I, I don't know. It's confusing to me. Or, I mean, I suppose if you wanted to take the some of the morality out of the equation, you could have had them be Xeon pilots. But I don't know why the white base would come to an SOS for a Xeon pilot, though, is the problem. You know, so it's like, I, I don't know. I guess my question is, like, is this a fault of storytelling or, like, the poor production of this episode? I, I feel like it's a combination because because the, the poor production certainly contributes to uh, the lack of definitive fate for those characters, right? Like there's there's no, you know I mean e e even even if you know you would have to ha I mean even if you tried to dub it like even the if the ocean guys had tried to dub this you would have to have this really obtuse thing of like. Uh, I'm dying. Uh, <laughs> you know, like some something like really obvious to 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 make up for the fact that there's no, you know, that 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 those characters leaving the story are is never a focal point. It's it's like what you're saying. They're just sort of immediately forgotten for other characters to focus on so and and i think i think a lot of that has to do with how the episode itself is poorly made but but it, it does have something to do with how how it's poorly constructed right like like if, if if you wanted to emphasize it then there should have been at least a moment where you know they either had some dialogue or some you know something i'm not gonna make it kid uh, you know like whatever's like something where there's a close-up on the guy. You see his eyes close, and he's like, "Oh shit, this guy's dead." You know, like like as opposed to just kind of like, "Come on, I'm gonna bandage you up." Hey, uh, my commanding officer wants to know some stuff. Oh, rocks. Oh, torches. What, oh, Azaku. Oh, I'm gonna get in my core fighter. Oh, I'm gonna go. You know, and it's just like then then those guys they're never heard from ever again. Would Would it be helpful like if they had dubbed this in English if they got like general septum's voice for one of those guys like ah like, <laughs> he's, like he's like i'm dying <laughs> you know like yeah I, I think that's a that's the point where i'd really need i'd really need that that captain obvious thing to to let me know because it's it's certainly not obvious in this i'm not talking about the results you're abusing the alliance military's valuable combat resources i I also wanted to bring up, I guess, since we're we're introduced to them for the first time, the I don't know they they must have names on the Gundam wiki somewhere, but if they do, I didn't write them down. Like these nameless this nameless trio of kids, Doan's kids, we'll call them. You know what I really want? I, I want a side story where Doan's kids fight Kiko Let's and Cats and like a <laughs> knuckle down drag out yeah. like fight where they they beat the shit out of one another like i really wanted i i was like i really wanted them to go at it with one another but i i know that doesn't happen in this episode because i'd already seen it but i was I mean, like let's in cats i mean they, they're bomb disposal experts i mean they're gonna yeah, like yeah. i walk all over these kids i know i know that's what well i, I i'm not too fond of those kids so i'm not too fond of doan's kids so i'm kind of hoping that kika lets and cats like just throw mud in their face Cat, and cats just has to not crack Cats just has to not crash into an asteroid on the way right, right. to fighting it. <laughs> Dude, he's fine. He's got like 20 years before that happens. Like, he's okay. I'm sorry. I, that's one of those Gundam things I'll just never get over. It's like, next time on Zeta Gundam, Cats dies. I'm just like, oh, come on. <laughs> cats dies. <laughs> Do -do -do. Spoilers, Cats dies. You know, I love in like the versus games, it's like when you play the Gundam Mark II and you like deploy the G Defensor. Cat's little core fighter like shoots off and collides with the enemy. <laughs> uh. <laughs>
Like every talk, time talk you deploy. About, talk about uh, talk about what Doan Zaku does in video games for a second. And, yeah, and like I, I've been playing, like knowing we were going to talk about this episode, I've been trying to like learn Doan Zaku in that game, and like they they really do like replicate all the shitty like animation that Zaku has in that like in the games. Like he throws his projectiles are rocks. He throws rocks. He's it went, like his side dash is that like little like shimmy shammy run he does like in the episode like and like yeah and in in the community like like his super move is he does that one punch that like knocks the Zaku off the cliff and yeah so like in the community everyone calls that like that character like one punch Zaku so like it's like you know. It, and because he he's got like terrible range, but his melee is like insane. And if you land that super move, it's like you know it's it's exactly it's like one punch. Like it takes off half of someone's life. Like, <laughs> <laughs> All you got to do is do your stupid chimmy shammy run, and then pelt them with rocks until you get into a position to do the one punch. That's awesome. So, uh, you know, the children, of course, cheer their hero, you know, as we've described in the video games, and they run towards him, and his name is Doan. Although the Zaku pilot offers Amuro the opportunity to avoid combat if he abandons his core fighter, Amuro boards the fighter and engages the Zaku. The missiles from the core fighter either miss or are blocked with large rocks thrown by the Zaku. The resulting blast from the encounter between the boulder and the missile causes the core fighter to wash out on the shore of the beach with Amuro unconscious within the cockpit. And then we get a rare blackout fade to black scene and, you know, he yeah, eventually Amuro wakes and when Amuro wakes, he's he finds himself in a bed and despite his back pain, he leaves this nice looking log cabin to find a green haired woman who introduces herself as in in the version we watched, the subtitle spells it as Rona R O N A. When I looked on the Gundam Wikia, they called her Roland R O L L A N D. But uh, I believe that technically like if you listen to it, her name is Roran, and knowing how Lauren Seahack, Roran Seahack is pronounced, I believe what we should be calling her is Loran, or Lorland, or so you know something something like that, like Lauren, you know. But anyway, uh, she's Roran. Um, but she tells Amuro the log cabin is the home of Kurakura Cruz, Duan, and the children. And Amuro demands to know where the hell his core fighter is and goes to the farm to talk to Duan directly. He comes upon Duan plowing the field with the children and again makes demands to know where his core fighter is. Where the fuck is my core fighter, dude? Duan refuses to tell Amuro, citing the need to protect the children and Amuro insists he needs the core fighter for his protection, and so the two of them are at an impasse. When the kids tell Amuro to get lost, because they're a bunch of little shits, he goes off to look for the core fighter on his own in his fucking pajamas. So I want to talk about that for a minute. Amuro is in his pajamas for, like, the entire episode. <laughs> like, he's in his fucking pajamas the whole fucking time. Like... That, that that goes back to that. I I, I know we were, we were Mimi and Justin were having conversations about things in Friday the Thirteenth and talking about how like you'd feel weird like going outside in barefoot. You know, like I don't like being outside 
in my bare feet and things like that. Or, you know, I don't know, running around in water when there's, you know, electrical wires that could fall over at any minute, like all these kind of telltale things. And I always feel like, dude, bro, like, can't you just go back to the log cabin or wherever the fuck your alpha, you know, your, your uniform is. And I mean, I'm not saying you have to put on the full dress uniform or whatever, but you know, I don't know, put on some fucking pants and some boots or something, but he's running around in his pajamas the whole time. You know what I wanted to ask you guys, is that girl supposed to be like another kid or is she like Doan's like, you know, girlfriend or like, she, she seems, she seems younger than Dewan, but older than those kids. I would guess that she's like 16 or 17 or or maybe if 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 you if you're thinking there's some kind of romantic relationship between them which I would argue there's not but if you did or if you shipped them or some shit you could always argue <laughs> she's 18 or 19 and then you know Doan's not a duty head or whatever, right? But the 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 main thing I'll point to, and it's not like you know, like we said, this episode is not the most well constructed of episodes. But what I'll point to is later we will see a sequence where Dewan wakes up from a nightmare, and she is not in his bed; she is in bed with the other kids. And not that that means she is a kid, but you know, I, I think of it more like they're sleeping in their pseudo mom's bed or you know what I mean? Their, their, their adoptive mom's bed or something like that. That's how I took that. But on top of that, they're not, you know, they're not sleeping in the same bed together. So that's, that, that was my take on it, but I don't, I don't know if Justin had a different take or not. I'm kind of like you, she's probably like 16 or 17 and she like probably has a crush on him, but I, I didn't pick up anything like further than yeah, that. Yeah. I, I was thinking about four, actually, because part of me was like, oh, like maybe they were mad because a girl had green hair in this episode. And they went, what the fuck? This is the real robot genre. Like people aren't supposed to run around with green fucking hair. But then I was thinking to myself, I'm like, well, you know, four's running around with her light blue hair and Hammond's got fucking purple hair and all this other shit and Zeta Gundam. So I was like, ah, maybe they don't give a shit about the color of people's hair you know i mean eventually right but i'm, I'm trying i was trying to think in this original series like i mean i guess garma has purple hair right technically like right like I don't, I don't know maybe you know maybe i'm i'm reading too much into it but you know i i i think green hair is unusual but maybe maybe it's not for gundam yeah i mean you can always kind of futz it as like you know light like you know blackish brown hair I, I don't know you know like you know the limited color palettes of like you know the marvel transformers like series yeah. sometimes i think it's like oh that's supposed to be like black but it's just like accented or something but that's a lot of fucking accent yeah, yeah it is it is very bright green but you know I don't know. It's it's seventies anime. Like I mean, people, yeah. a lot of people had weird, wacky hair. No, I mean anime in general. People have have kind of different, you know, outlandish hair colors. But I I was just trying to think in terms of just this series, have we had many characters with outlandish hair colors? And the only person I could think of at this point was Garma. But it, I, it does I, definitely stand out. I mean, if you want yeah. me to like no prize it away, it's like. Okay, her parents were killed. She's going through some shit. She went through a wacky period and, and decided, screw it, I'm going to dye my hair green. Yeah, yeah. That 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 would be the best no prize to keep it a real robot genre type decision, right? Like that she just it's like maybe she's born with it and maybe it's Maybelline that she went <laughs> cray cray in the middle of the forest cuz her parents died, right? Like that that kind of thing. Yeah, so so basically at this point when Amuro goes off to look for the core fighter on his own, we get to the commercial break. So it's like I'm Captain Benjamin Sisko. Welcome to Deep Space Nine. Red alert. All crew members report to battle stations. Red alert. Shields up. What shields? You're sparkling officers! Now start acting like it! Oh, it's just Garrett. Plain, simple, Garrett. 
decks. We might have just discovered the first stable wormhole known to exist. The wormhole does bring them our way, doesn't it? Everyone wants a piece of the new frontier. This will shortly become a leading center of commerce and of scientific exploration. Starfish, one of our most important posts. Quite a motley crew you've assembled here, Benji. Listen to The Prophets, a Deep Space Nine podcast. And here are your hosts, Andrew Leyland and Paul Spataro. Bloody hell. Oh, I love a woman in uniform. Only on 2TrueFreaks.com. And then we're back from the commercial break and still in his fucking PJs <laughs> near a large waterfall, Amaro tries to obtain the high ground on a mountain to see where Doan may have carried his core fighter off to. As Doan and the children continue construction of their home, because this log cabin is not completely built. They're still kind of working on the roof and stuff like that. Amuro continues to search for his core fighter, even going so far as to dive underwater in his fucking PJs <laughs> in the search. And uh, Lolan, I'm going to call her, comes upon Amuro to point out the beauty of the sunset on the island. Lolan tries to tell Amuro that Doan isn't such a bad dude, but when Amuro accuses him of lying to little children, she bright slaps him. She tells him to speak to Doan directly and that Doan thinks Amuro will have the makings of a good soldier once he gets rid of his rookie stench and maybe, just maybe, puts his fucking uniform on instead of wearing fucking underwear. Meanwhile, Ryu looks for Amuro on the island via his core fighter. Doan, meanwhile, has nightmares about his past as a Zeon soldier and the part he played in the kid's current status. The insinuation is that he played a role in the death of the children's parents. Doan checks the radar for Zeon and finds no Zeon. Lolan also wakes up and checks on Doan, who is worried about what will happen if he and Amuro do not see eye to eye. So, Again, this kind of goes into the sequence that we, you know, provided as evidence, right? That they're 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 both, you know, uh, asleep in the middle of the night, and when Doan has that nightmare, he of course is sleeping in his own bed, and Lolan is sleeping in the bed with all the other kids and stuff like that. And the only other thing I wanted to say that maybe, I mean, I, I suppose you could no prize it, but I, I feel like. The whole him checking on the radar for stuff doesn't really track with with what we know about the Gundam world that's been built. I mean, the whole point of mobile suits is because they have Minofsky particles, which makes radar ineffective. So I don't know why he thinks using the radar would help him find... Zaku's, and if you actually pay attention to the direction in which the episode goes, where it, it takes us, the radar doesn't fucking help him. So I don't, I, 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 you would think that someone who was a Zeon soldier would understand that. I mean, I, I, I can't think of any rational no prize for that. Like, I, I thought the whole point of mobile suits was because. Minofsky particles came into play and then that rendered practical radar useless thus they had to send out people that I mean that's the whole excuse they have to send out people in mobile suits yeah that was a little odd but I don't know yeah I, I chalk it up to you know this studio not you know who, who the creative forces behind this episode maybe not quite understanding the world uh, mm -hmm. as much so what about Lolan in terms of because th this might be a good time to talk about this and 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 maybe bring about cite cite some examples of things that I might have for finishing thoughts. But do you do you think Lolan is like a a weak ass 1.0 version of Lala or like a prototype Lala or something? Like do you do you think I I mean I guess because we've discussed the potential of some kind of shipping and or romantic kind of thing between 
Doan and and Lolan, but it it would seem to me that Lolan is much more closer in age to Amuro than anyone else in the on the island. So uh, I mean I I don't know that occurred to me more than than Doan I guess, but I I don't know if that's that any of that I can I I kind of had that thought too where I was like oh she's like talking to Amaro like and trying to you know get him to understand like someone but I don't I, there wasn't anything like you know supernatural about it or you know like no. I don't know no, 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 well, that, that, that's kind of yeah. why it's a, a weak ass yeah. 1.0 version Lala right? has sort of, sort of you know ethereal mm-hmm. feel to mm-hmm. her you feel no, that's, like, you know, there's that's something true. up with her but yeah, yeah. But you no, know, I, I get you though. Maybe this was, you know, maybe maybe this is why Tamino wanted this excised because maybe he was like, oh, this is gonna step on the toes of something. Yeah, I've got I, 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 I feel like I feel like this episode steps on the toes of a lot of things, but but that that was one of them that came to mind, which is why I kind of brought it up, I guess. I don't. Maybe that's probably where I got the vibe that maybe she and Doan had some kind of relationship because she's mm. like very, she's very forgiving and protective of like Doan. Like so, I don't like like if if he was responsible for the death of like you know either their parents or whatever. Like she's very like you know understanding of him. So like I thought I was like, well, why is he you know so is... bent on protecting them? But, I guess you mentioned something that I didn't think of. Like, I'm, I, I guess I'm assuming the children are all related and have parents. But are you saying that she's related to the children and the parents that may have been killed? May uh, I don't know, parents? maybe. But okay. yeah, I mean, it's all it's all very vague. But I guess yeah. I guess that had never occurred to me. I I guess I always, I always interpreted her as a, an independent player amongst their family unit i guess but 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 she could be a big sister to them but i i guess that that had never occurred to me maybe she should have been like you know oh and amaro put on some damn pants like you know put on some pants you should try pants excuse me drop dead damn hey buddy want some advice sure if you want to meet women you should start wearing pants Pants, eh? Thanks. I'll try it. Hi, may I help you? Yes, I'm interested in buying some... Pants? okay for him but i'm still alone why don't you try taking some of your own advice i think i will so the next morning those little shit kids are still throwing rocks at Amaro. Whiteface detects unidentified aircraft headed toward point 305. Ryu takes off in the core fighter and Bright also launches the Whiteface. Meanwhile, back on the island as Amaro continues rock dodging in his fucking underwear, 
He sees Azaku hanging on a lagoon that opens fire on the island. The high-tension music kicks in, and Amuro saves the children and again asks Doan for his core fighter's location. The Zaku now encroaches on the log cabin, opens fire, and obliterates their home. Hidden behind the waterfall are Doan's Zaku and Amuro's core fighter. Ryu observes from the side in his core fighter that there are no dead pilots, and he's just watched his buddy pick on this additional Zaku. Doan's Zaku tackles the enemy Zaku, and Amuro's core fighter engages the lagoon. Amuro fills in Ryu on the situation that Doan is their ally and is happy to see Whiteface is not far behind them. Amuro then transfers the core fighter into Gundam. Gundam targets the lagoon and instantly destroys it. However, Doan wants to fight the enemy Zaku on his own terms, and he admits to Amuro that it was he who killed the children's parents. When he was ordered to then kill the children, he went AWOL with them instead. Doan hurls his infamous boulder slash rock and does his one punch. On the enemy Zaku, Amuro in Gundam then sinks Doan Zaku to the bottom of the ocean so that the Zeon will stop pursuing him. Amuro salutes Doan, the end. So, kind of clunky ending. My immediate thoughts are, they're going to make a movie out of this? Like, <laughs> Japan, you so crazy? Like, what? Like, like really? Like, like I mean... Don't get me wrong, I'm happy there's going to be a new one-year war Universal Century Gundam movie with Amuro and the original, like, crew and all that stuff. Like, I, I am happy about that. But I'm just like, can you can you really... I mean, I don't know, maybe, maybe this is like, you know, one of those direct-to-video comic book adaptations where the original comic is shit and then they make this, like, kick-ass adaptation out of it and makes it like a pretty decent movie but i don't i don't know what do you what do you guys think about the, just the whole thing the ending and 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 i mean did you, did you are you thinking what i'm thinking like are you looking forward to this you know movie version like do you think they can pull something like that off like i mean how how long is the movie version gonna be i don't know how 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 far can they like extend it mm. i mean there's i mean there's there's some stuff that they can definitely like explain better as we've pointed out here yes, but it's like yes. okay well how i don't think you can get it past like 30 minutes like how long is it going to be do you know mike well basically i've watched like you know two different trailers for it and like i've seen it but they've released a ton of like character model art for the movie and stuff and like well first of all they they are reimagining this story as taking place much further in the series timeline because Slegger is in the yeah, movie yeah. and Slegger doesn't join the white base crew until after they go to like Jabro so and before they go to space so you know the, the, it's going it it probably takes place a lot further in the timeline there's a character model for Shar for the movie so Shar's going to show up in some capacity and there's a there's a bunch of new character models for like a, a Xeon team of like Zaku pilots. So like I think you know they're gonna expand the story to be like you know this Xeon team of Zaku pilots is probably gonna hunt down like Doan as like an you know an AWOL soldier or whatever, and Amuro is gonna have to like defend the island from this like Zaku team or whatever. So like I, I mean. They, I, I they I think they're going like full on like expanding this into like you know at least a Dragon Ball Z movie length like maybe an hour an hour and a half or whatever so I think you know there's enough story here I think if they tweak it and like I said add in a bunch of stuff I think they can have a you know a still keep the core message and make a, make a more expansive story like from the trailers it looks like there are a hell of a lot more than three kids on that island it looks like he has a whole like friggin gaggle of kids like there so man that's a lot of parents he's mowed down yeah uh -huh. he's, he must have killed a lot of parents a lot more parents in the movie version but <laughs> I, yeah. I guess i i mean i I comprehend and understand and appreciate everything you're saying about the possibility for expansion, but like, 
can we can we go like a step further back and just thematically like or 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 go back to the infamy of this like i mean i think it's exaggerated right but i'm not tamino i didn't forbid it from being sent overseas to you know their 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 potential foreign markets right and i i guess what, all i'm wondering is if to some people this is the star wars holiday special like can you like let's just take the analogy to full blown can you imagine if disney plus said we're making a new star wars holiday special and and it's going to be the best musical you've ever seen and and there's going to be this kick-ass anime with the mandalorian in the middle of it and 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 we're gonna have freaking miley cyrus is gonna do a number on it and and uh freaking you know uh, i don't know freaking whoever right like wh whatever the I, I i don't know popular music but whoever the you know fucking eminem is gonna come on and do a number what? in the cantina right like whatever the fuck right <laughs> like it's just gonna be it's gonna be balls to the wall it's gonna be the best thing ever that reaction that justin just had like that's my reaction to like wait you're making a movie out of this like really like what like seriously like isn't this doesn't this live in infamy like who who thought this was a good idea to make a movie at like you know i've seen i've seen some fan reaction to this and 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 i you know i didn't ask anybody to read this ahead of time but i i did read some of the translated doan's island manga there's a manga that i, I guess is kind of based on the origin or at least it, it's supposed to fit into at least the ovas of the origin that they've released and it it doesn't have a whole lot to do with dewan from the three chapters i've read it more has to do with him being a commander of his unit in the zeon forces and it seems to focus on those pilots under his command like seem to be the main characters and having said all that the, the reason why i brought it up and i did share it with you guys just in case you wanted to read it at a later point just for funds right like the, the only reason why I, I shared that was because the 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 fan outcry, I don't know, like I, I was just reading different threads on Reddit and other places, right? And people are like, kind of like, I mean, not as, as, as funny as I've been making it out to be, but some people are seriously like, I can't believe they're making a movie out of this shitty episode. They should have made something out of the manga, basically, was 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 the common refrain that i saw and and again i don't know the, the manga i read i mean i'll be perfectly honest like they fight gun, a, a gundam in it which like you know it kind of bothers me like thunderbolt bothers me and those you know like what the fuck like why is there a like i don't know it's that whole like how many how many fucking kryptonians can you have before superman's not that special you know what i mean or how many how many last Highlanders can there be, you know, like the kind of thing, you know, like, so, so there's that aspect where it's like, oh, there's some, you know, other prototype Gundam, you know, that either we've never heard about, or is even worse, is supposed to be one of the prototypes that Tem Ray designed, which would just make me pull my hair out, but whatever it's supposed to be, right, that that's engaging these Zaku test pilots, which Doan is a commander of. You know, and, and it's like, but a lot of people are like, well, why don't they just make a, a movie out of that manga instead of try to make something that's kind of shitty a movie, I guess. And and like, I, I, I you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not always one for going along with uh, popularity contests or whatever, but I, I, I have to fully admit, like, I'm, while I'm excited about the potential to see something like this, I remain skeptical because you're like, how, like, again, expanding on shit is great. I, I, I mean, clearly you can expand on this, but is it worth expanding on? Do you know what I mean? Like, do you need to know about this? Cause I, I feel like going back to the theme, right? Like the, the thing that, the thing that I find fascinating is to me, and this is why I call it a McDonald's. Like, I don't think it's not like Gundam. I don't think it's not a real robot 
themed episode, despite what they say about wanting to excise it or 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 you know the the fact that you can you can easily cut this out and it has no impact. I feel like the arc that Amuro goes through with Doan and and you know these kids and this whole thing with with Lolan or whatever in in like twenty minutes, like it it's not very unique and or different to the arc we're about to go into with Rambaral. Like 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 Lala and Rambaral, I feel like get undermined by the the existence of this episode like thematically because it's like they they had like this little you know bite-sized mcdonald's express version of it right before it happens like the, the i don't know that seems weird to me like i that's that's the thing that where regardless of whether the animation is good or bad or or holds up or whether it's you know infamous like the star wars holiday special or what you know whatever kind of I don't know, superficial things you want to tack on to this. I think something that I don't think is superficial is that thematically it it does something quick and not as effective as what's going to be done in the Rambaral arc. And I feel like if if I had seen this in the order in which it was supposedly originally aired, like I, I feel like why are we... You know, like th- this feels like the the prototype version of the Rambaral arc, but in like 22 minutes. And there's something about that that seems redundant. And so I could easily understand why, you know, Tumino's like, ah, get rid of this shit. You know, like we don't need it. Like, and and it, it's it's not even like a mean thing. It's like it's just literally like it's factual. Like you don't need this. Like it doesn't it doesn't help, and it actually hinders the longer form arc that you're about to going to i was gonna say like sort of in the opposite direction too uh know what i just thought of too like they recycle this plot almost in gundam 0083 too remember like there's that episode where ko meets that like zeon deserter who's trying Mm. to like fix the mobile armor or whatever and he i mean so they they've done this story after this too so like with with yeah no different characters yeah, but no, I agree with you. I mean, like, it's just, like I said, it's this, this is totally redundant and it actually kind of, yeah, like mutes the impact of things that'll, that are actually like good that are coming yeah. up. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. But and maybe that's why they're, you know, they're putting it, they're rearranging its spot in the timeline and they're going to expand it. So maybe it's a little something different in the movie, though. Mm. So, you know, maybe, maybe. They, maybe the holiday special will be good this time, you know. Maybe, like, maybe, maybe. Maybe they can get Eminem to do a song like in it, and he can be like, you know, Doan, 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 Doan. <laughs> I want, I want Eminem to rap about Kura Kura Cruise. What do you do? You have any final thoughts on this, like the episode, Justin, or the the pending forthcoming movie adaptation of the infamous? Kura Kura Cruz, Doan's Island. I don't think it deserves its lost or banned status. I mean, I get what you guys are saying thematically, and it all makes sense to me. But, like, a lost banned episode, like the banned episode of Ultra 7, like, I can see Mm -hmm. why that was banned. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I I know you get that reference. But, like, this, I'm just like, well, you know, the story's muddled. There's some janky animation. And, yes, thematically, it's... Get a little repetitive, but it's well, like think think about it this way though, Justin. It's Japanese. Like mm. like like I wonder if like Tomino san's honor was like <laughs> like this is my project, this is my legacy, my baby, like whatever you want to refer to it as. And it's it, it it's like one of those things where what if it was like this thing where he was just like, you know, this is such like petty you know like the, this this episode is so rinky dink like I, it's gonna be a stain on my honor like my legacy uh of of as this you know revered anime director or whatever and he's just like just just get rid of it like type thing i i wish he felt that way about stuff in double zeta because it's like 20 <laughs> episodes of ewok shit double zeta <laughs> where was your honor then let me know i, I wish i wish they felt like how they felt about this episode. I wish they felt about clip shows. Mm. 
Like that would. Hey, that would... Judo absolutely had to get drop kicked in the nuts. Okay, so like that was totally essential. Know what I was gonna say? Like, like, like you said, the plot is kind of muddled for this episode. Like, I, the ending, like, I don't, like, I get like embarrassed bones. What like the ending like means, sort of like where you know where Doan's worried about, oh, they're gonna come after me again, and Amaro's like, hey, well, listen, here's how we take care of that. And he, you know, he just fucking throws the Zaku into the ocean. And, like, I feel like, you know, and Doan seems to understand what he means. Like, just put away all your weapons of war and, you know, keep your head down. But, like, also, like, if I was Doan, I'd be like, like, hey, I kind of fucking needed that. Like, you know, like, what if they do come after me and I can't fight them now? Like, what the fuck, man? Like, you know, like. Yeah, I, I, I there, there, there's something about that that's like a little, you know, it's like, oh, we're at the 22 minute mark, so we have to come up with some shit. So just, uh, I don't know, drown the Zaku and salute the guy and tell him to go fuck off, you know, like, like, and I, I, yeah, okay, this is gonna sound funny to you guys, but I'm like, like, I, I know how Mike's reaction was, hey, Dewan kind of needed that Zaku, or he might have needed that Zaku, but my reaction is, okay, Amaro, now it's time to throw Doan into the fucking the ocean and drown him. Like, because that's the only way those kids are not going to be like, what? why Why would like, like unless uh, you know, to me, the expansion would have to be something to where Amaro blows up his Zaku and makes it look like he's killed Doan, because that would stop them from coming after him. Like that, then he's not Doan anymore. He's like you know, you know Hickory Joe or some new per. You know what I mean? He's some new guy that 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 they will not go after, and him and the kids can go <laughs> off and be live happily. He, he he can he's 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 Mister One Punch, and he can go off and live happily ever after somewhere else. But I, I, I mean, I feel like that was the gist of what they were getting at. Like, like him sinking the Zaku was effectively him, you know, quote unquote, killing Dewan, and then he can go off and make some fake identity and live happily ever after or something. I think a better ending would be Doran, like, ask Amuro, like, hey, bro, can you build me a new house with the Gundam before you leave? Because we got nowhere to stay. Yeah can be like that simpsons episode justin where like homer fakes his own death like by throwing like a dummy of himself down the like <laughs> waterfall like amaro's like hey like i'll, I'll hey zeon guys like doan's right up here i'll just get him for you oh we fell down the waterfall like you know what if they built them a house out of the zaku instead of drowning it and then ryu like steals a box of his pickles and runs away to the white base there you go a box of pickles derek a box, a box of pickles. A, a box. box. A box. A box of pickles. Hey, you gotta, you gotta live off something out there in the middle of that beach island in the middle of nowhere. I mean, some people would kill to have their own private island, but, you know, not the one. He's gotta be all... He's, he's gotta be all, uh... Movie. Those kids yeah. may have killed for their island. They they may have like I, I feel I feel I feel like I it, it's maybe it's inconclusive but I feel like maybe they did maybe the movie should like switch it up and have it like that Doan is actually like a hostage of the kids and the kids are murdering everyone or <laughs> yeah, something yeah yeah the kids anybody that comes on the island they throw rocks at their heads they're like little Lord of the Flies <laughs> shits like, and they just they walk murder in everybody who doesn't Doan's... have a fucking conch. Yeah, Do Doan's or Doan's like they, Amaro walks in and Doan's like sitting at a like tea party table and he was like, "Won't you join us for tea?" Like and like and the kids are like, "Yeah, yeah, we're doing the tea party." And Amaro's like, uh, "You know, blink twice if you need help, like Mister, <laughs> like you know." But yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much the episode, the lost episode of Mobile Suit Gundam in a nutshell. And of course, now officially, next episode we will get to Sailor's Agony. Who will survive? And that's that's going to be what's coming up next. Which I think uh, we'll go back to our regularly scheduled, you know, nostalgia love fest of Mobile Suit Gun. If you guys have any comments, questions, and or concerns, you can email us at fanholspodcast at gmail.com. 
You can check out all the backlog of episodes over on the fanholspodcast.blogspot.com. You can direct download episodes of Mobile Suit Mondays, but we can also be found on Apple Podcasts. We can be streamed on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Spotify, and Amazon Music. And we're on all kinds of social media. We're on Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and we appreciate all the likes, hearts, shares, and retweets that we receive. So until the next time, this is Derek, Derek WC, in his underwear, diving around for core fighters, signing off. Hey, it's Mike. One punch! Zaku. Justin. This is Justin. Zig Zion. Oh my god, Becky, that Zaku's butt is so big. That's the new that's the new holiday special. <laughs> I like big Grogu and I cannot lie. It is weird. Like I guess, you know, they can't I mean, what else could they do? Like, with a, if they wanted to tell a story of the, you know, the white base crew during the one year war, it's like there's not a whole lot of room, I guess, for them to yeah, like yeah. fit something in. So I guess this is, you know, a, a way of getting around that. But I mean, and that does kind of fix your problem with it. Like, you know, because uh, I mean, he would have, you know, met Rambaral, and I think he mm-hmm. would have met Lala, like at least after yeah, that point. Yeah, so. By that point, so it's not like. It's not like those characters are overshadowing the, the, I don't know, the, the real characters. The real, not the fake characters. Or the, it, the half-assery characters. I mean, it is an odd idea. I mean, can you imagine if they made, like, a movie adaptation of, like, Spock's brain or something? Yeah, that, I mean, that's that's exactly what yeah. it feels like. Where you're like, "Holy fuck, they're gonna make a movie out of Spock's brain?" Like, what? No, 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 no. We can get this right. We'll just do it as a movie. <laughs> what? We, we can get it right. We'll just throw millions <laughs> of dollars at it, and yeah, you know. <sighs> and then the Spock robot with no brain, he picks up the box of pickles. <laughs>